Okay. I'm Sarah. I'm agnostic. Hi, I'm Laura, a Baptist minister, and we are Bible Bitches, a podcast where we riff on all things biblical, feminist, and pop culture. Yes. Yes. Yeah. What's your fun fact, Sarah? (laughs) Currently, my fun fact is that I recently got a bottle of Balvini Pete Week, um, aged 14 years. It is very nice. That's from my people. That's what, is that Banff? Is that from Banff, Scotland? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. It's from, it's from, uh, Bayside. Yeah. That is where some of my, uh, Barclay peeps are from. So shout out to Banff. Uh, hey Hey Are you sure that Banff isn't a, um, German town? That sounds like a German town. Don't try to claim our stuff off. <laughs> you know what? What is your fun fact? Uh, my fun fact is that I am Scottish and my people fought off Vikings. <laughs> What's your tartan? A Barclay tartan. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, well, I've got a, like I, the Frank colors. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh my God. Lisa Frank, please do a tartan. Um, it's like, it's just turquoise and hot pink and neon yellow and black. <laughs> I wish. No, I have a hunting tartan that looks like a, uh, it's, it's like green and navy and red. And then I have a, uh, a dress tartan that is like black and yellow. Black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. Uh, Even deacons, yo. That's right. Shout out Wake Div. Uh, okay. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about Samson. What? Yeah, we are. Remember Samson? I do remember Samson. Remember his... Sweet. Who's the guy that like Fabio and then subsequently every romance novel's cover was based on? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's my fun fact that has no basis in truth. That you, your first crush was Samson slash Fabio? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I would say that for some reason I cannot stop thinking right now about, uh, I feel like I've mentioned this before, Ryan Gosling as young Hercules. Oh my God, baby goose. The baby goose. <laughs> <laughs> He's so cute. He's so cute in crazy, sexy love. Stupid love, yeah. Stupid love. Crazy, yeah. stupid love. You know, and what's really funny is that Hercule- Hercules, not necessarily Ryan Gosling or the young Hercules iteration, has some like little connections to Samson, but we're, we're going to get the, get to that. But first of all, what is Samson all about? Where does he come from? So we're starting off in the time of judges and the judges ruled Israel before they started having Kings like Saul, David, and Solomon, right? According to historian John Collins in introduction to the Hebrew Bible, thank you history of old Testament with Neil walls at Wake Forest Divinity School. Right, and this lovely textbook that we consult. <laughs> um, according to John Collins quote, the period depicted in judges is showing the land of Canaan in transition from a city state of the bronze age to the emerging national entities of Israel, Philistia, Aram, and so forth, which occurred around 1200 to 100 BCE. But much of what is portrayed is on a local scale, so hard to pinpoint in terms of the exact date and maybe for maybe folkloric in nature. And we also 
also need to clarify that the judges were not like Judge Judy, right? Uh, while they would adjudicate cases, they were also military leaders. There appears to be a cycle in the book of Judges where God would deliver God's people by sending a judge and things would be okay for a while. And then they would slip into worshiping Canaanite gods like Baal, Astarte, etc., like all these other gods. And then God would let Israel's enemies defeat them. Uh, then they would beg for help and God would then rescue them and then send another judge. And then the whole cycle would start over again. Kind of exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and give, out, give a shout out to my brother right now, Scott Hoff, because he always called Judge Judy, Judge Snooty, and it was the best. Yes, anyway, Scott Hoff. Um, anyways, so there are 13 judges, one of which is Badass Deborah, who we discussed in the episode Badass Bitches of the Old Testament. So go back and check it out. It's a good, good episode. The last of the judges is who we discussed today, Samson. So tell me, when you think of Samson, what do you think of, Sarah? Any romance novel cover that features Fabio? Yeah, right. Something like Fabio in some sort of book that would say, like, uh, the, the mistress awaits. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, what would you say about Samson? Do you think he's sexy? Like, what, what do you think his deal is? Like, how did, he, how did he get his start? Well, so, yeah. So, like, there is more to Samson than just him looking like Fabio or any kind of, like, really boring, stereotypical lady fantasy, right? right. We start off um, with his mother, who is unnamed and is simply referred to as the woman or the wife of Manoah who is Samson's father. She's barren because, of course, I mean, y'all, y'all. It's such a recurring thing. Yeah, yeah. Like a woman, like a woman isn't, isn't acknowledged unless, unless she's barren or she's just producing all, all of the children. She's just and like, we, Right, and we've discussed this in previous episodes, like Sarah and Hagar, yeah. right? Women's worth, it's all wrapped up in their ability to conceive in this time. Yeah, right. Um, and so she could not... So an angel comes to her and is like, don't drink or eat anything unclean and you will have a son. And the angel warns her not to cut his hair or he'll be set apart as a Nazarite or someone set apart from the service of God. So what does it mean to eat something not clean in this time? That's a great question. I think it probably has to do with the holiness code uh, where, you know, they wouldn't eat pork, certain parts of the animal. Um, there's a whole code in Leviticus that would kind of walk you through that. So I'd encourage listeners to like Google holiness code um, or keeping like kosher. That's kind of the modern term for it. And then you could kind of see what that means. So because of course, Manoa needs to hear it from the angel himself, um, which is a Samson's father. He can't just trust his wife, like, hey, this happened. The angel came to me. Manoa needs to hear from the angel himself and not his wife that the angel has to come again and repeat the memo to Manoa. Sexism is really inconvenient and inefficient, in the <laughs> as it turns out, and currently in modern day. So Samson grows up and he sees a Philistine woman. So a woman who isn't an Israelite and whose people were frequently fighting with the Israelites. So he, he grows up and sees this Philistine woman, but he also falls in love with her. And his family tries to talk him out of falling in love with her. 
and tries to get him to marry an Israelite, but he goes on to talk to the woman who is now known only as the woman and then later Samson's wife. There's this weird interlude that happens where a lion rushes him and he kills it and then bees swarm it and make honey inside of the lion's carcass and he's all like, that looks tasty. And he eats the honey out of the lion's carcass like an absolute savage. (laughs) 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 What is interesting here is that as far as we know, Samson was never told about his prophecy. Like neither of his parents ever told him that an angel had come to his mother and told him, told her not to cut his hair. And so they're basically just setting him up for failure. Yeah. And so we found out uh, like at the wedding, you know, so he, so he's just eaten honey out of carcass like a, like a damn savage. And at the <laughs> wedding, he turns this into a ri- riddle. Quote, out of the eater came something to eat. Out of the strong came something sweet. And he makes a bet, a huge bet, with 30 groomsmen for 30 linen garments and 30 festal garments a bet I really want someone to film trying to make in Vegas. Uh, <laughs> that stat. Uh, if someone can guess it. And because no one had Netflix to entertain them, they accepted the bet, were obsessed and afraid of losing their wealth afterwards. So these people, the 30 groomsmen, threatened his wife, Samson's wife, saying they will burn down her father's house if she can, uh, unless she can get the answer out of Samson. So she cries to Samson saying he should trust her with the answer. So he tells her, and then the men come to him and say the answer after she tells him. The men of the town uh, say to him on the seventh day before the sun went down, what is sweeter than honey? What is stronger than a lion? Yeah, so there is some, like, is it clear if the 30 men were groomsmen or if they were just men at the... Like, I read this several times, and I think they're the groomsmen. Okay, so, uh, yeah, so, like, if they're the groomsmen... There's a lot going on here. Like, it's easy to picture that um, this woman is being surrounded by 30 groomsmen who are like, will you tell us the answer? And she's like, oh, I feel unsafe. I will find that answer out for you. And um, they're threatening, apparently, her father's house and her future son's house as well. Um, I feel like they're definitely talking about rape. Like, they're talking about rape. Yeah, it's a really dangerous situation for her. Yeah. And so they've threatened her. You know, she gets the answer out of him. So they are able to answer the riddle. And Samson responds to them, if you had not plowed my heifer, you would not have found my riddle. Yeah, he just called his wife a heifer and implied they had plowed her. Gross and awful. Samson, nope. Uh, And then the spirit of the Lord comes on him and he kills 30 people and robs them to pay his debt. Yeah, the spirit of the Lord or the spirit of lion carcass, honey. Which I feel like is got to have been like fermented and (laughs) is some sort of awful, god awful substance at this point. Did you know Uh, that you can um, combine lion carcass and bees? And the honey with which that produces is basically methamphetamines. That sounds like something Nick Cage would come up with. (laughs) Yeah. I I said it sounds like. I'm not saying it is. Definitely is not. Definitely is not. Don't Uh, try that at home. So is God basically like the godfather in this story, like helping someone pay their gambling debt, Sarah? 
I don't know. I mean, his wife's dad gives Samson's wife to his best man. Sam, like, let me rephrase that. Samson's wife's dad gives Samson's wife to his best man because it seemed like he didn't want her. It seemed like Samson didn't want her. And then Samson gets pissed, says whatever he does to the Philistines will be without blame. And in Judges 15, 4 through 5, it states, Samson went and caught 300 foxes and took some torches, and he turned the foxes tail to tail and put a torch between each pair of tails. When he had set fire to the torches, he let the foxes go into the standing grain of the Philistines and burned the stalks and standing grain, as well as the vineyards and the olive groves. What the fuck? So he basically abuses 300 foxes and kills them and wipes out the Philistines' food stores? Yeah, because he's a crazy pants. Uh, But it only gets more fucked up. The Philistines respond by burning his wife and his wife's father because they blame them. And Samson then retaliates with slaughter. He takes the jawbone of a donkey and kills a thousand Philistine men. And then he's thirsty, so God makes him a spring, and then Samson judges over Israel for 20 years. Right? Like, what? And then after these 20 years go by, he goes to Gaza and sleeps with a prostitute. Again, a name, just a prostitute. Uh, The text says he, quote, went into her, which is super accurate, I guess. Uh, Dudes surround the city gate to capture him, but he's like, psych, and rips the city gate posts up and carries it off with him. But this seems like the most inefficient escape. Like, I'm going to run from you while deadlifting a ton. (laughs) Yeah. Now he falls in love with another woman. Her name is Delilah. And... I'm not going to lie. The entire time we were researching this, I just had that terrible, terrible song by the white t-shirts or the white, plain white t-shirts, I think. Anyways, hey there, hey there Delilah. Delilah. Something, something, something. New York wait, wait, City. Wait, 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 Sarah, 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 Sarah. Yes. Sarah. What? Holy shit. She has a name. This is the first woman in this story that has a name, y'all. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's not, a, it's not like, it's not a like good thing. It's just like, I'm observing that Delilah, this is the first time we have a, a woman with a name in this story. No, I think this is, I think that this is really cool that yeah. she has a name. First of all, she's the first woman in the story to have a name. Second of all, she is, I want to say the first woman in the Old Testament who is not clearly associated with a male or like either like with having a son or her barrenness. Hmm, that to, could be true. We'd have to, to look have that. a name. Yeah. So she, get on that. Is that true? Check us. I'm pretty sure it's true that she is like, and, and like she is named not in relation to her father or to her husband, but into relation of where she came from, like a, some valley. Right. And so what I was reading was that there's a power that she holds just in the text because she isn't, she's apart from other women insofar as that she is named and not named in relation to a man. Right. And so at this point, like he's hooked up with Delilah and now the Philistines are offering her 
1,100 pieces of silver to discover the source of his strength. Like, how is he so strong? Then Delilah in chapter 16, verse 6 says, please tell me what makes your strength so great. She's saying this to Samson. So um, she's, she's just like in it for the money. And she says, please tell me what makes your strength so great and how you could be bound so that one could subdue you. And Samson says to her, if they bind me with seven fresh bowstrings that are not dried out, then I shall become weak and be like anyone else. So the lords of the Philistines brought her seven fresh bowstrings that had not been dried out, and she bound him with them. While men were lying in wait in an inner chamber, she said to him, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. But he snapped the bowstrings as strands of fiber snaps when it touches the fire. So the secret of his strength was not known. This sounds like low-key bondage games to me, Sarah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> also, he must be dumb as fucking rocks because she was not being subtle about her trying to, like, figure out his weakness and then, like, exploit it. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, we, we're not really sure what's going on here, right? But fun fact in Greco-Roman times, so fast forward uh, a couple hundred years, it was theorized that sperm was housed in the hair, a false causation of hair falling at an increasing impotence as men get old. Thanks, Neil Walls. Thanks, uh, Neil Walls. We right? Which, is, which leads us to the fact that she finally tells him, after he lies multiple times and like she sicks the, the, Phil- the Philistines on him, that like, hey, it's my hair. It's my hair. Like, even, even though like, He's just, uh, he just keeps getting sicked by the Philistines and he's like, okay, fine, Delilah, it's my hair. Yeah, he just sounds like he's just not a bright, like, whatever. Um, Sarah, Sarah, dude, men aren't gullible. Women are just conniving and manipulative. That's what thousands of years of patriarchy has taught me. So growing up and hearing the story, it was always focused on Samson as this kind of, overwhelming larger than life character right and i never really gave much thought to delilah especially not as a powerful figure um but i really like this idea that she is the only lady in the old testament that is named and not attached to the man what i was reading compared her to jl which we talked about also in our baddest ladies of the old testament as and ruth um in which we talked about in her own right, that in a couple of different ways. In jail, because she's from a foreign land and she's unattached to a man, and she responds harshly and powerfully. Ruth, also because she's from a foreign land and she's unattached to a man, and she uses her body, which Delilah also does, as a source of power to get what she wants to bring herself into a higher social status and just like essentially not die. That's right, Sarah. Uh, So Lim M. Bechtel, a feminist Hebrew Bible professor at Drew University, states on the Jewish Women's Archive that, quote, the Midrashim, uh, or an ancient Jewish commentary on the text by various rabbis, on Delilah attests to the negative attitude of the rabbis towards non-Jewish women. 
the biblical Delilah was not loyal to Samson and her relationship with him was for the sole purpose of delivering him to the Philistines. The rabbis accentuated the negative aspects of the relations between Samson and Delilah in order to demonstrate the havoc that a foreign woman could wreak. Uh, according to the rabbis, the place name mentioned in the biblical depiction of Samson's relationship with Delilah in Judges 16.4 says he fell in love with a woman in the Wadi Sorek. It indicates the futility of this relationship, like Elan Sarek, a tree that does not bear fruit. So what she's indicating here is basically there's a little bit of like the, the historic midrash or like male kind of rabbinic commentary on this has been kind of sexist, right? That she's a, that, that Delilah is this foreign woman and she can't be trusted. Um, so she kind of plays this kind of stereotypical role. Yeah. And like, interestingly, Delilah also has some dudes shave Samson's head one night. Like she finally gets him to confess. She has some dudes shave his head. It sounds like kind of a weird fetish, but like whatever. We've right. We've all experimented. And then the Philistines gouge out his eyes. Like he finally let he finally tells her his weakness and she exploits it to the fullest extent. And the Philistines gouge out his eyes, they bind him and they have him grind Grain, right? They're grinding, the, grinding grain at the mill. Yeah. Uh, so he's kind of like in this repetitive task of grinding yeah. at the mill. But his hair is growing back, right? That's a source of power. It continues to grow back. But they're not realizing this. And so they, uh, the Philistines bring him in to entertain the people during a feast to honor their god, uh, Dagon, or Dagon. And Samson asks to lean against the pillars um, because I guess he, he's kind of acting tired and they let him. And then he asks God for one last bit of strength to take revenge for his gouged eyes so that he can kill 3,000 Philistines in attendance and then also die with them. <laughs> like, the ball's on this dude. Like, who is this dude? And, and, like, what's so interesting about him is that he is, like, fully defeated without a woman. Like, he is defeated by a woman, and then he is also defeated without a woman. And he never gets back on the quote-unquote like right track after he becomes maimed like what i was reading like a lot of people seem to be very confused about what his story actually is like is he a rebel is he a uh, advocate for the poor and oppressed is he a just a wild man is he some kind of like cartoonish like superman kind of thing it's just what is the point of the story? Like, what is its moral? Yeah, I can't remember where I ran across this, but it's very much like the Hebrew version of Hercules, right? Like, there's this, uh, it's this very confusing myth that it, that seems very much out of place in Judges. Like, if you read Judges, this is the out of, very out of place story in there that doesn't quite add up. And so, like, I would almost advocate that it's just this vignette that somehow got inserted in there. But Bechdel also states that the rabbis observed that even if Delilah had not borne this name, it would still have been appropriate for her uh, since she diminished Dildalah. That, so that's that's the word in Hebrew, Dildalah, diminished Samson in different ways. Yeah. That sounds very much like Delilah, right? She physically, spiritually, and mentally weakened him. So she serves as a device in the story to diminish Samson. But what if she just highlights his stupidity? 
Like, I'm kind of on the side of everyone he's up against this story. In the story, Delilah, the foxes, his wives, just cut it out, Samson. Like, he, he just, he's all about destroying other people. And, and he's kind of a jerk. So yes. I, what if he's like the what not to do in the story? Yeah, I mean, like, his default does clearly seem to be violence and over-the-top violence. And there's no indication that he has any kind of, like, rationality or reasoning skills. It just seems to be, like, a brute force kind of deal. It's, it's kind of boring, to be honest. I – can we just – I think we're going to call this an agree-to-agree, agree, Sarah. I, yeah. like I'm, – I'm wholeheartedly agreeing with you. Like, oafish sort of – violet dude that just comes off as as quite frankly kind of dumb and 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 yeah and brutish brutish yeah so i'm i'm quite frankly to leave him where he is under the pillar of rubble and unfortunately he killed a great deal of people with him as he went (laughs) so i mean i think that delilah is like the more interesting part of this story yeah like what is her motivation did she do it for the money was she threatened um and how, like, how is it that she gets named without any relationships to a man? Yeah. So these are all questions. So we want to hear from you, listeners. Like, what do you think? Uh, what, who's, who's the hero of the story? Is there a hero of the story? What's Delilah's deal? Uh, what's, what's Samson's deal? Is this uh, Hercules myth made into sort of an Israelite myth? So yeah, let us know on Twitter. You can add us at Bible Bitches or on Facebook uh, on our fan page. And but before we close out, I want us to get to listener mail. So our first note comes from Stephen. He wants us to comment on Ariana Grande's "God Is a Woman" video. Uh, and by the time this posts, this will be old news. But obviously, it's amazing, and I kind of wish. God was up there like Ariana Grande in the video, just sitting on earth and poking <laughs> the clouds for fun. That sounds fantastic. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm all about it. Yeah. Yes, yes Stephen. Yeah. And also, like, thank you, John, for writing to us. He wrote, a friend recently told me I should listen to Bible Bitches podcast, to the Bible Bitches podcast, since my background reminded her of the hosts. When I finally listened to an episode, imagine my surprise of discovering who the hosts were. We went to school with John. I love that you guys made the fancy connection because maybe because I went to college in Alabama around the time the song came out, but I've been making the same point about the Ruth equals fancy um, story for about seven years now. I also love your point about survival being a main motif. Completely agree. Thank you, John. Thank you so much for writing. You're amazing. Yeah. So um, not listener mail, but a friend of mine, Hugh, found a gym at Starbucks in Mississippi. On November 9th, apparently there will be an event called Connect with Kirk Cameron Luncheon and Style Show. There will be a lunch and runway show included in that. So what the fuck is the connection between Kirk Cameron and fashion? Uh, is there an apocalyptic theme, like, I connected think, with Left Behind? Like, I, I have so many questions, Sarah. Isn't his sister backslash co-star the other Cameron? Wasn't, isn't she doing a fashion line? I don't know. Uh, oh, maybe. I tried to look it up, but the name of the clothing line is Renaissance Clothing, and I don't know if you guys know this, but that is not an easily Googleable 
option. Y'all, I need you to, okay, Twitter, I need you to study this. Let yeah, us know. Y'all find it. Please What's find going it. on with Kurt Cameron and style? Um, okay. So y'all, I don't know if you heard the news, but we have a Patreon page and we've got links on our Twitter to that. So toss us a couple bucks uh, on our Patreon page and help us continue to do what we do. And there's also really like some, a lot of fun prizes that come with that, uh, like uh, links to our outtakes and even a special Bible Bitches Christmas pack. Woo woo. Yeah. You guys are awesome, and we are so excited for all of our supporters. I can't even believe it. You guys are fucking amazing, and we hope to we hope to just grow this and become and start doing this more often, and hopefully get more research and just be doing it even more. Anyways, you can find us on, I, know, I mean, like, I'm sure you know how you got here, but you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. We're on Twitter at Bible Bitches, um, on Facebook at uh, Bible Bitches Podcast. And you can find us on Engaged Gays. They're our host website. They're great. It's Engaged, G-A-Z-E. Also, um, big shout outs to... Yo Eves on Twitter. Miss Eves gives us our intro and outro music. Um, also, big shout out to Aaron Doodles, who does our uh, artwork. Um, you can find him on Twitter, at Aaron Doodles. Um, so we hope to hear from you. Uh, let us know. You, you too could end up on Listener Mail. And we will be back in a couple of weeks. We'll see you next time. Yeah. We love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Love Bye. you. Bye. Bye.